Today's broadcast of Bagels and Blessings has been previously recorded at an earlier time. Shalom Chaverim, that's Hebrew for hello friends, and Shabbat Shalom, that's Hebrew for Sabbath peace. This is Ethel Chadwick. Welcome to another week of Bagels and Blessings. I'm really excited about today's interview. I have been admiring Dawn Bell from afar for so many years, and I finally got to interview her when I was at the Messiah Conference this past July. She's a fascinating woman. I know you're going to love it, so stay with me and I'll be right back. and Blessings is a ministry of Congregation Shema Yisrael. We are a messianic congregation made up of Jews and Gentiles who believe that Jesus, or Yeshua, is the promised Messiah. Our services contain Jewish liturgy and Davidic dancing, and we celebrate the Feasts of Israel. We meet at 250 Edgewood Avenue in Brighton, and our services are Saturday mornings at 10 a.m. Please join us for worship, and while you are in the building, be sure to check out the Fig Tree Messianic Bookstore and Gift Shop. Now open Mondays from 6 to 8 p.m., Tuesdays by appointment, Wednesdays from 3 to 8 p.m., Thursdays from 3 to 6 p.m., and up to 30 minutes after services on Saturdays. You can call the Fig Tree Bookstore at 585-484-7775. The Fig Tree Bookstore and Gift Shop is a great place for books, CDs, cards, jewelry, and so much more. So be sure to check them out when you visit Congregation Shema Yisrael. And now, when you make a purchase at the Fig Tree Bookstore, you can fill out a raffle ticket. Those names will be drawn for a prize from Bagels and Blessings. So those of you in the Rochester area, be sure to visit Congregation Shema Yisrael in the Fig Tree Bookstore and fill out your ticket for a chance to win a prize from Bagels and Blessings. This is Jonathan Sattel, and you are listening to Bagels and Blessings. I really am so thrilled to have that clip of his voice. It means a lot to me, and I know that one day I'll be dancing on the streets of gold with him. And that reminds me of a song from Corey Keeler and Left Shalom.
Shalom. This is Corey Keeler with Love Shalom, and you're listening to Bagels and Blessings. You know, I really love that song, and it reminds me of conversations that I often have with people when we talk about the benefits of inviting Yeshua into your life, into your heart, the benefits of submitting to Him. Yes, part of it is so that you will dance on the streets of gold and you will have eternal life. But the other part of that is daily joy, daily victory, daily power and strength to cope with all the things that the enemy throws at us. And so, you know, again, it's partly to reach the goal of being with him in eternity, but it's for today for having that strength today to live for him. Praise the Lord. This is Ethel Chadwick. Thank you so much for listening to Bagels and Blessings. Stay tuned for a great interview with Dawn Bell. But right now, we have time for some more music. Next up, Liberated Wheeling Wall with Yeshua's name. See and the lame man walk. Oh, in Yeshua's name. The dead are raised and sorrow tends to pray. Are set free. Mercy's found and the grace of God I'd like to thank Excellent Air Heating and Cooling for sponsoring Bagels and Blessings. Give them a call today at 585-889-7840. They're a family-owned and operated business. Their prices are fantastic. They will take care of your air conditioner in the summer and your furnace in the winter. Give them a call today because they love the Lord and they are excellent. Excellent Air Heating and Cooling, 585 885- 889-7840. Psalm 121 verse 4 says that he who watches over Israel will neither slumber nor sleep. So here is a great song. I especially like the jazzy arrangement. This is Ted Pierce. 
This is Ted Pierce coming from Texas. Don't change that dial. You are listening to my fabulous friend Ethel Chadwick on Bagels and Blessings. Tune in every week for the best in radio. Thank you. Bagels and Blessings is a ministry of Shema Yisrael Messianic Congregation. Your tax-deductible contributions will help keep this program on the air. Make checks out to Shema Yisrael, that's S-H-E-M-A-Y-I-S-R-A-E-L, and please put Bagels and Blessings on the memo portion of your check. Send your contributions to Bagels and Blessings, Post Office Box 192, Scottsville, New York, 14546-0192. And you're invited to come and experience Messianic worship in person Saturday morning Mornings at 10 a.m., 250 Edgewood Avenue in Brighton. And now here's Misha Gatz with Joshua Aaron, God Almighty Reigns.
Shalom. This is Misha Getz, and you're listening to Bagels and Blessings. You know, there's a song we always sing at Passover, Dayenu, and it means enough. And even though it's not Passover yet, this song is such a cool song, and I just like to listen to it all year long. It's from Michelle Gold. I think you're going to love it also. I'm not going to wait till Passover. I got I to gotta hear it now. <laughs>
Again, that was Michelle Gold. And now what you've all been waiting for, my interview with the fabulous Dawn Bell. Dawn Bell, welcome to Bagels and Blessings. Oh, great. It's great to be here, Ethel. <laughs> well, I have been wanting to interview you for a very long time. So I'm just so glad that right here at the Messiah Conference, I have this chance to do it live right here. Yes, that's awesome. I mean, God just sets up things sometimes, doesn't he? He does. And so I think it's um, definitely a divine appointment for sure. Absolutely. Well, Don, I don't know much about you, so I'd like to know how you were raised. Like, were you raised in a, in a Jewish home or were you raised in a non-Jewish home? I mean, we'll go from there. Great. Yeah, I'll just um, share that I was raised in a Christian non-Jewish home. And um, my parents just loving, loving, um, loving home. Oh, we lived overseas for a little while, came back, and um, and uh, we we lived. We were raised in East Tennessee. That's where my family's from, um, the hills of East Tennessee. Um, you know, God was in my life from the very beginning, and I had just a real love for the Lord. But um, uh, I was a Gentile, and um, so that's kind of where my background is. Okay, well, thanks for sharing. And I always love to ask this question when I find out somebody was raised in a believing home. Mm -hmm. Was there a time, Dawn, when coming to a, a faith in, in Yeshua and in Jesus was something that you decided on your own, not just because you were raised that way? Yes, absolutely. Um, I really felt like it was kind of a process, but there was one particular um, you know, pivotal point um, in a business meeting that uh, that we were attending with our parents. They brought in a special guest. Their names um, it was a it was a um, rock band call and uh, Sammy Hall. I don't know if anybody remembers him, but he was one of the very first Christian um, artists uh, that was you know a contemporary band. And he gave his testimony, talked about how God just miraculously transformed his life. And it so impacted me. And then they gave an um, you know, opportunity for everyone to really make Jesus there, or Yeshua. Uh, then it was Jesus, of not course. Yeshua. Sure. Um, their Lord and Savior, not just knowing about him, but being for him. And I, I remember that night so clearly. And it was a pivotal day for, uh, time for me. How old were you then? I was in, um, I was in probably 13, 12 or 13 in, in junior high. Yeah. And so that's when you decided to, to make it make him your savior, your messiah for real. Yes. Absolutely. Wonderful. Wonderful. Yes. Well, somewhere along the line, you developed an interest for Jewish things. How did that happen? Well, you know, reading the Bible, um, I, I really had a connection just, I don't know, organically to the Jewish people and a curiosity about them. And so some connections throughout my years uh, kind of reinforced that in college. Um, and then uh, later after college, we, re I reconnected with the, this man who was really instrumental in discipling me. And um, he had met uh, Lyndon David Finkelstein, Finkelstein in Maryland and invited me uh, to come uh, you know, down to Maryland. And so we went to their house and um, another part of my, there's two sort of real parts of my life. One is music and worship, which I move in just amazingly with the Lord. And then the other part is my career. 
um, which I'll talk about. We'll talk about later. Yeah. But I brought my clarinet and sat down, and it was almost just like that day that I received the Lord. It was almost that kind of experience, playing with David Finkelstein, just worshiping the Jewish messianic music. So you, you did spontaneous worship. Yes. And it was Israeli or Jewish music. And it was the messianic, and he just sat down piano. I pulled out my clarinet. We started playing. And it was just an explosion. So you were and jamming? Yes. Absolutely. Oh, amazing. So that changed me. And I was, from that moment on, for I was with Israel. That was like me. Wow. So did you start attending a Messianic congregation? Well, or? I was living in Boston. And um, and I come to Maryland to meet. And they, they invited me for holidays and things like that. And then one... Um, Passover, Linda came up to Boston and she um, brought me to the Messian congregation there and that was Rich Nichols um, congregation and that's where I met Joe Bell um, who ended up we ended up uh, becoming um, you know really partners in ministry you know romantically and career you know our careers really are God's you know, um, purpose for us together. Well, Don, I am a Yenta at heart, so I have to ask you, for the benefit of our listeners who are still looking for that special someone, how did you know he was the one? Well, Linda was kind of a Yenta in the, whole, in the middle there, and she set us up. Uh, it was kind of a funny story. You know, Joe was very nervous around me. I think he, you know, he was kind of starry-eyed from the be beginning. He was a baby believer, and so Linda, that one day that we were there together, invited all the singles out for dinner. And um, so he showed up, but none of the others did. He showed up with his date. <laughs> Awkward. <laughs> and Awkward. then proceeded to ask me for my phone number in front of this poor girl. And then, in front of her? Yes, in front of her like three or four times. Oh, the poor and then woman. finally, I was so infuriated. Um, he... I finally gave it to him because he lived only five minutes away from me and I didn't have a car. He said, well, you're going to want to come to congregation. <laughs> so anyway, that was the beginning of it. And um, we started, you know, seeing each other and and um, God started t speaking to me about, you know, his um, his zeal for the Lord and really desire to go into ministry, not just ministry, but Jewish ministry. And I knew that was what God was calling me to. Because one year before that, I had made, uh, I'd actually made two trips already to Israel on my own and met many of the believers in Israel and stayed with them. And uh, God had challenged me during um, that first trip um, just asking me, said, because I was at the Christ Church in Jerusalem, and I remember him asking me, Dawn, are you willing to give up your career and come and serve the Jewish people? And so I think the key for that all these years, and I want to encourage people and their commitments, is not that I would be something super you know, in the Jewish community, but he was asking me to serve the Jewish people, to be a servant, and not really lower, but it, that was going to be how I saw it. And really, that's that's been, you know, it, it 
that's been what um, I've been here for. And I have to keep my eye on the fact that I'm here to serve the Jewish people. Amen. Well, you know, that kind of brings up a question. How does or did your extended family feel about your involvement in Jewish ministry? In general, very excited, very um, supportive, not super understanding about it. And, um, you know, men, quite a few of them were in Bristol, Tennessee now. So quite a, two, a few of them will come, you know, for holidays and special events and things like that. But they're pretty firmly um, in their traditions and, you know, but they're very um, supportive of what we do for the most part. I can't say completely understanding. Mm. <laughs> now, you, your husband is, is leading a congregation? Yes, he's the rabbi. We're, we're Rabbi, we're rabbi Rebbitson of Aria Huda Messianic Congregation in Bristol, Tennessee. Did you ever have any Virginia. idea that you would end up as a Rebbitson? And for those that don't know what that means, that, that just means the rabbi's wife, right? Yes. So did you ever have any idea you would one day be our Revitson? No. <laughs> I honestly thought, you know, we would probably be, because we went with Jews for Jesus for two years. Oh, okay. And Joe has a great anointing as an evangelist. Um, I mean, what, the summer campaign in New York that we did together, he led about 100 people to the Lord in the span of a month. Praise the Lord. So he has this wonderful ability just to connect with people oh, yeah. um, and share the Lord. And also, in um, he's very comfortable because uh, he grew up in a very wealthy area. He's very comfortable in being around wealthy people and not afraid to ask them to help and challenge them in what they can do to support Israel. And that's one of the reasons um, that we've been in Tennessee is helping to um, build the Joseph Project and a lot of that funding has come um, a huge amount of that funding has come from our area not just the one person that Joe was able to connect with but also the thousands of people that we promoted it to through banquets and events and then on TV and things like that um, so our, for years, that's kind of been not our focus in the last few years, but there was a period of time that was very intense. Uh, God had had us helping to establish the Joseph Project in wonderful, Israel. Wonderful. Yes. Well, it's just so obvious from listening to your story that God was already preparing you for this life of being married to a rabbi because yes. he awakened a, a whole desire in you to study things about Jewish people and about Israel. But I also want to switch now a little bit because you have an amazing career. And you are the only woman I've ever interviewed. I don't think I've ever interviewed any men that have this job. So why don't you tell our listeners what the Lord has done for you in your career? Because it's, it's all Him. But, but I, we got, they got to hear it. <laughs> well, since I was um, a kid, I loved adventure. So, um, you know... My dad had always wanted to learn how to fly airplanes, and when I got to high school, you know, I expressed a little interest, and he's like, okay. He took me down, and for my graduation present, I had some flying lessons, and I absolutely loved it. And so to make a long story short, because it's a long story, um, I ended up being in the airlines. Um, I went to a school called Ember Riddle down in Florida, got all my ratings and things like that, and just step, 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 step. 
There I was in the airlines, and that's where I ended up in Boston um, flying for a regional airline and then uh, going on to Northwest Airlines, which many of you older folks <laughs> may uh, remember Northwest that merged into Delta. Well, I ended up because we went with Juice for Jesus, and Juice for Jesus, um, the Liberated Whaling Wall, needed a, for us to make a decision. So whether we were going to do that or not. And we needed to do that as a couple, not Joe or me, you know, uh, separately. So that was David Brickner's big ask um, overlooking uh, the San Francisco Bay one evening, um, the Golden Gate. And he says, are you willing to, you know, put down your career and come? And I'm like, you know what? That's something that God asked me back there in the Christ Church in Jerusalem a few years ago. And Oh, wow, here it is. You know, here's the choice. And so am I going to choose Israel or am I going to choose me? So I chose Israel. And I walked into the chief pilot's office um, a couple months later, handed in my wings and all my, um, all my manuals and everything. And it was really tough. Um, I can imagine. Oh, my goodness. Oh, yes, it was not easy because it was not easy getting to Northwest Airlines. Uh, being a flight engineer, I started as a flight engineer on the uh, DC-10, um, doing international to Europe and uh, over to Hawaii and the Middle East and just all over. It was just a great, fun, fun, awesome thing. Um, but... Um, you know, the uh, secretary said, and I didn't know she was a believer, so she must have been. She looked at me. She said, you know, Dawn, don't ever look back on this decision and think that you did the wrong thing. Oh. And I was like, how could you know? As I'm handing my wings in, she's encouraging me in the Lord. And so I went forth knowing that God had spoken to me and that the, he had a plan. So fast forward 20 years later, and kids and business, and there's so much to talk about, Ethel, I can't even get it all in, uh, for the Lord. Um, so 20 years later, we had downsized. We'd gotten, um, things had uh, slowed down with the Joseph Project, and we were in a transition. And all of a sudden, the, the airlines were hiring again, and... Um, Joe said, you know, we're really needing some extra uh, income stream here. So what do you think about getting back into flying? And I said, okay. So my, my resumes are and my, my applications were ready to go. I just pushed the button basically and boom, I had four interviews. And next thing you know, I was right back in it. Did you have to get like recertified or how's that work? Uh, sort of recertified. It was, it was just mostly about experience. You know, I had been flight instructing all along while I was in Bristol, uh, not all along, for but for the past four years, I was gradually getting back into it a little bit. Mm. So I had that experience, and I had enough experience to get into the regional airlines, and so they put me on a jet, 50-passenger um, jet, and I was flying that for four years. I became a captain, and then that was a track into one of the major airlines, and so now um, I transitioned to major airline less... Um, uh, February, and so I've been flying for the major airlines uh, for a year and a few months already. And Congratulations! Yeah. Or yeah. Mazel Tov, as some of you may know. <laughs> that is 
absolutely amazing accomplishment, Dawn. Yes, yes. Wow. So, yeah, I mean, it took a lot of, um, you know, uh, uh, determination in myself and realizing that and telling myself that I can do this, you know, and it's a challenge, but you're up for it. You can do it. Are there many women pilots? There's probably more than you would um, realize, but... Um, it's right it's still settling right between five and maybe eight percent of the entire you know population of of airline pilots and are you respected oh absolutely it's actually um the culture has gotten more and more favorable to of course you know um uh minorities and women and things like that and um the airlines actively hire those those categories um, so yes, I, I don't find any problem. And even back in the day, as long as you were good at what you did, I never really had a problem. It was kind of a, a club, a brotherhood. And I felt like all my fellow pilots were just my big brothers, you know? So I never, I've very rarely had a problem. Yeah. Mm. I always admire pilots and wonder how in the world they can just get to where they got to go just by radar and then flying through storms. And I mean, it's, it's amazing. It's amazing. I guess it really increases your faith too, doesn't it? Yes. I pray a lot. You know, when I'm walking around the airplane, I, I um, pray and put the angels in charge of, you know, this airplane and my, uh, all, all the decisions that we make. And so I make it a priority that that is a part of my priority in flying. And so, <laughs> I know that he's watching over me, and I have a lot of people who, who pray for me because, you know, they're, oh, be safe out there. Uh, but on the other hand of it, you know, the airlines are very uh, regimented and designed for everything that they do to make it so hard for something to go wrong. Yeah. And so, you know, as long as you're following the procedures, the training, and the checklists, you are kind of in a safe zone. That is amazing. That is amazing. Well, as you sort of wind things down a little bit, I'm wondering if you could share just how you'd like the listeners to be praying for you guys. Well, yes. Please pray for us in um, a few areas. One is, um, you know, my career is not just in a vacuum. Part of it also, you know, we needed uh, the extra income, but it's also, and I should have mentioned this, is part of our vision because we believe, you know, we've been investing and in building in Israel, uh, helping Israel to be prepared um, through the Joseph Project for a huge influx of people. And we believe that in these times we're going to be facing, you know, you've seen the pattern with France and with Ukraine and with all, all the countries of the world where people, it's become a, a situation of distress where they begin to return to Israel and we see and I know Ethel that you've been uh, following what Joe's been te teaching about that there is coming a day when it will be a time of distress in our country too and there will be a, an opportunity for us to choose whether to stay in that or to go to the safest place on earth which does may not feel safe and may not look like it's uh, enough of a democracy for us to live in, but it will be a place 
Israel is the place where God has designed for us to gather in a time of, of, of distress. And so uh, my flying is a part of that vision in that uh, my next step, I'm on the 737. Uh, um, my next step is I plan to be flying the 787. Is that um, a lot bigger? That's the international, um, it's the Dreamliner, and it's the airplane that flies to Tel Aviv. Um, and so I plan to be flying in and out of Israel soon, well, within God, the next year. God's going to really use you. Yes. Um, so uh, that is our vision, and please pray for that us in that vision, because I believe He would want us to have a place of establishment there, not maybe to live there permanently, but at least be established there. And I believe He wants us all to be established there in some way. Um, and then there's going to be a time where we're going to need to help not just our Messianic community to be established there, but to help masses of Jewish people who are in distress to be gathered back to Israel. And this is a job that's going to take a lot of commitment, a lot of sacrifice, and a lot of vision, and also leaving who we think we are and what we uh, value in where it is and in and sacrificing or or realizing that God has something really greater for us so please pray for us in that vision because um, we are looking for steps to um, accomplish and go to the next level mm -hmm. in that area and also pray for our congregation and um, we always have issues, you know, you know, challenges there. So, um, and Joe's health, uh, many of you have prayed over the years, and we thank you so much. And that I, the enemy's just attacked us, I think, uh, largely because of our vision and the fact that we are so focused on ministry together and our family. So please pray for Joe's health, our family in our congregation and our vision. We would very much appreciate that. Oh, absolutely. May the Lord just give you favor. May he provide for all that you need. May he continue to heal your husband and touch his body from the top of his head to the bottom of his feet. And may he just anoint all that you do. And I just praise God for your willingness to serve your open hearts. And I want to thank you for finally being my guest on Bagels and Blessings. And I think you have something else you want to share. Yes, I just want to leave you with a scripture. All because, right. Um, I, I want to encourage you with Hosea 11, 10. It says, they will walk after the Lord. He will roar like a lion. When he roars, his children will come trembling from the west. They shall walk after the Lord. He will roar like a lion. When he roars, then his sons shall come trembling from the west that's talking about america and also isaiah 43 5 do not be afraid for i am with you i will bring your offspring from the east and gather you from the west mm. this is aliyah and it's not just for um the messianic community it's for all of israel and he's wanting us to lead and to be there for our jewish people and there's going to be our job is to save uh, souls and to save lives. 
as mm. a messianic community that's I think a mandate for us. Thank you, Ethel, so much for this chance to share and be a part of your ministry, and just just enjoy have enjoyed you over the years so much. Oh, thank yes. you. Well, I'm just thrilled that you had this time for me today. God bless you, and we will talk soon. Thank shalom, you. Shalom, shalom. Shalom. <laughs> that was my delightful interview with Don Bell. I want to say we've been flying high in the sky with Don Bell. May the Lord watch over her and protect her as she flies those big planes, and may he heal her husband, Rabbi Joe, from all of the things that are going on in his body. In the name of Yeshua, hallelujah. Alrighty, well, we have time for some more music. Here's Paul Wilbur with Behold the Lord. Great and marvelous are your works, O Lord Almighty. True and righteous are all your ways, King of the ages. Who will not fear you, O Lord? Glorify your name, behold the Lord. God is my salvation.
Again, that was Paul Wilbur. And you've been listening to Bagels and Blessings. In just a week, we'll be celebrating our Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur services. Friday night, September 15th at 7 p.m. And Saturday morning, September 16th at 10 a.m. That would be our Rosh Hashanah services. And Kol Nidre would be Sunday night, September 24th at 7 p.m. Yom Kippur service. Monday, September 25th at 10 a.m. You never need a ticket. There is no cost. We're located at 250 Edgewood Avenue in Brighton. And now here's Phil Klein. Now may the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious unto you. May the Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you his peace. This is Ethel Chadwick saying, Shalom Alechem, peace be with you. Remember, every day of your life is an opportunity to be a blessing to someone. Thank you so much for listening to Bagels and Blessings. Shalom. Shalom.